Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 14 of the Go For Two podcast. I am your host, Jackson Wallace. I got my friend, my buddy, my pal, Lucas, here with me. Lucas, how are you, bud? Fantastic. I got a lot to be happy for this week. That's right, that's right. But first and foremost, we are definitely happy to celebrate. Uh, This week was Veterans Day, guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you to all of the men and women in uniform keeping us safe each and every day. Our respect to you. Thank you, thank you. Yes, all past and present. Thank you so much. That's right. All right, Lucas, let's get on into it, buddy. What we got? I know we like. I know we've been doing kind of like quirky stuff to start (laughs) to start off every episode, but um, we want to do something a little more, a little more serious this time. Yeah. Well, we we just thought you know, um, just thought it was important to recognize that. Did you see me? uh, Did you see me dodging my? My, I saw I have my mic right here for anyone watching on YouTube, which obviously everyone should be because it's just way better. Definitely. Um, that's right. Anyways, I got my mic right here and I was dodging it trying to read my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I do that. I'm kind of doing this whole like old man sideways glancing thing at my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, little, little little quick shout out to Curtis. He's going to kill me for doing this. But you know what this dude, man, this guy does? He wears glasses anyway, but he's he's very like near vision focus. <clears throat> And so he'll bring up his phone, and every time he like he has to read something close, he'll bring up his glasses, then he'll bring it real close and look at it. Yeah, yep. cracks my dad me has up every same. time. I'll like I'll like send him something or whatever you know, and he'll be like, I'll look over and I'll be like, Yo, I just sent you a, I just linked you a story. You need to go read it, and he'll be okay. And I'll see him click on it, and then he'll take his glasses off. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Oh, Lucas, before I forget, before I forget, um. So we have late, comments on yeah, YouTube, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yo, lately, guys, the uh, oh my gosh, my audio, good lord, Jackson. Anyway, so lately, the uh, YouTube for uh, the Go for Two Podcast YouTube is doing very, very well. Ever since our Spooktober special, my friend, That's right? The spooky, the spookiness got to everyone, man. That's right. right? YouTube.com slash Go for Two Podcast. We want to enjoy all this amazing content. Anyway, so but we have a comment, a couple comments from our friend, our buddy, our pal, Mister Casey Crawford. And Casey, uh, two comments, Mr. Lucas. One of them is a question. I'll do that in the second one. Uh, first thing he says is, bravo, love it, guys. He says, guys, y'all don't know about Lincoln. He made Thanksgiving a holiday on November 26, 1863. So a little history lesson for everybody there. Yeah, uh, no He's like, that's why top hats go together. And he says, anyway, yes, great job, guys. I so love the odd Aussie intro, really sweet. But then he follows it up with a question, Mr. Lucas. Wait, 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 wait on the question for a second real quick. I just want okay. to say, so when I, I read that the other, I read it earlier in the week and I was like, <clears throat> wow. Okay. Number one, <laughs> the fact that I didn't know that, that Lincoln thing, like really upsets me a little bit. Same. Um, so I did go and look for anyone that is wondering. So Thanksgiving was celebrated as a national holiday. Initially, George Washington was the first one to do it, but Abraham Lincoln made it like officially an annual reoccurring thing. So uh, I actually didn't know either one of those things, and I am just. And now you're more educated. I don't. I don't deserve to be an American if I don't know that stuff. That's what I'm thinking right now. Really, Lucas? On Veterans Day? How dare you? My God. I know. <laughs> anyway, going on to the question. Thank you again, Casey, for your for your continuous questions each and every week. We really do love it and appreciate it. All right, he says, "All right, guys, who's going to the Super Bowl? Is there a chance Brady and Breeze could go head to head? I sure am hoping." Those are two iconic quarterbacks. What do you think? Okay. All right. I'm going to flip back a little bit while I do this. 
So okay. I know a thousand percent that at the beginning of the year, I did my bracket, and I predicted that the Saints would be in the Super Bowl. You sure okay? did. You did. Right, I think so we both Saints, did. Saints. Yeah, Saints are my Super Bowl winning team right now. Uh, it looks like I picked the Steelers to beat the Patriots. The reason I picked the Steelers to beat the Patriots when I did this is because at the beginning of the year, I also made a bet that the Titans would make it to the Super Bowl because I was trying to mess with Jackson and stuff. <laughs> and so the easiest way for the Titans to make the Super Bowl would be for the Patriots to slip up and lose to the Steelers and then the Titans play the Steelers because I thought we could win that game. Yeah, and this I is also pre- had us. I had us playing the Chiefs also, who we beat this week. All right? This man was so excited. He was texting me because Lucas went to the game. He's lucky enough to have season tickets to go to the game. Anyway, so he's texting me while I'm watching the game as well. And this man's like four or five plays ahead. So he would be screaming, let's go, on the, on the text messages. And I would like, what? Nothing happened. It's third and two. Like, there's, <laughs> there's nothing special here. And yeah. then I would eventually uh, see a good play. Crazy game. Uh, my dad, uh, like Jackson said, I've been lucky enough to have season tickets for the past couple of years. And me and my dad go to some of the games and stuff. And this is probably the best one. It, this one and then, like, the, the overtime game against the Eagles last year was super yeah. crazy. We converted, like, three fourth down conversions in overtime to score a touchdown and win. Uh, anyways, super crazy. Super crazy. And we won. Um, but if I was being serious, I think uh, if you go back and listen, you might even hear me say it. I know for sure me and Jackson talked about it behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know, seriously, in a realistic world where I'm not trying to get the Titans to make this, the Patriots are going to win, and the Patriots are going to be in the Super Bowl. And the yeah. Patriots have only lost one game, and to me, the Patriots are the best team in the league right now. Yeah. And so I, I think definitely the the matchup that I have wanted to see in the Super Bowl my whole life, you know, like Patriots, Saints, Breeze, Brady, oh, I think I wanna, it's time. I, I want to see that. I want to see that so bad, man. <clears throat> and Breeze is playing absolutely incredible. Although last week, I, who would have thought? And I started him in my fantasy league against the one and seven Falcons, and they lost yeah, to the so Falcons. I was upset. I don't remember the exact stat line, but I know that it was like, like the Falcons had like six sacks or something like that. Yeah. And and, and then it was like in in parentheses six sacks in the whole year leading up to this game. <laughs> yeah, that's just absolutely so, wild. Yeah, wow. but um, I think but I, I think mean, that that happens. I yeah. feel like it's the NFL, you know. I feel like it's a good chance we see it. You know, that's kind of my pick right now for the Super Bowl. <clears throat> the Niners, I think, are playing are playing very well. I just don't think they're going to get there. I still think they're a year away. We're going to talk about that later. Okay, but right. they they got a problem at one position that is going to be the reason they don't make it to the Super Bowl. Exactly, exactly. And um, um, anyway, yeah, we'll get to that later, but. My pick for the Super Bowl, even now, I would love to see the Saints and the Patriots. I think Breeze versus Brady would be incredible. I think it's definitely what we're going to get to see, too. And I'll go ahead and make my pick. I do think the Saints, I said, you know, the Saints would win. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that it's going to be like, oh, Breeze outdueled Tom Brady. Yeah, no. I think the uh, the Saints just have a, a more talented team overall. Sure. And although, I mean, you know, the Patriots have definitely shown um, that they can beat talent, that yeah. they can overcome that. But Sean Payton is an amazing coach. I was going to say, what and, a coaching battle that would be, Sean Payton yeah. versus Bill Belichick. Yeah, so, like, if both of the coaches are legendary, both of the quarterbacks are legendary, I mm-hmm. think you look at the rest of the team, Saints win. Yeah, 
I I I love to see that. And I, I I made a comment. I was I was talking to my buddy Daniel last week, and he's also listening to the podcast. Shout out, Daniel. Appreciate it. I also told him he's free to come on anytime he wants. But he said he's not about it. I said, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Hurt my feelings. Um, but I said if Breeze wins, he retires. Goes out champion. They hand the keys to Bridgewater. We move on. If Brady what? wins, yeah. If Brady wins, he still keeps playing. What do you think? Isn't Breeze up for a new contract this year? I think so. But I think if he wanted I think if he won another title, he would just walk off as a champion, kinda of like Ray Lewis. I feel that. That's I just my thoughts. Him. Right, right. No. And I feel like he it's would get some pressure. I feel like he would get some pressure from the Saints organization saying, Hey man, we really want to sign you, but our long term goals are Bridgewater. Because Bridgewater, their long term is Bridgewater. I think if they can grab Bridgewater, I think with the way he played in, with uh, Drew's absence, I I think why not? If you if you get if you get in, the, in a perfect world, they win a championship with Breeze, Breeze versus Brady, right? Breeze cements his Hall of Fame legacy, absolutely, first ballot Hall of Famer, and he goes out a champion. They sign Bridgewater to a long term deal instead of trying to chase him and try and keep him locked down for another year. If the Saints don't win it. Because if the Saints don't win it, Breeze is going to want to play another one or two years, and I don't know if Teddy's going to want to stick around. Because right. he's going to he's going to want to hit the open market and get paid. I would think. I got you. I so got that's, you. That's, where, that's where my logic's flowing. Stuff there. Um. So, anyways, Mr. Jackson. Yes, sir. All right. Let's 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 delve into the into what we kind of touched on a second ago. All right. Yes. The Monday Night Stunner. That was the football oh game last week. Oh, my gosh. Oh, what an incredible game. That was crazy. Absolutely so crazy. insane. I think you, you cut it off for a little bit, and you missed some of the end. But uh, <clears> I just <throat> want to say that this was an amazing week of football, and this was a great way to cap it off, like all of these crazy games that we had. And so there's some things I want to touch on here. Okay. Right? Number one, Jimmy G just doesn't do it for me, man. He just I know he, I know all these people are like Jimmy G is uh, such and such record throwing it out there like he doesn't lose these games blah 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 he's mm-hmm. like so so good and I'm like well he's been with the Patriots and he's been with this amazing 49ers team and what I watched last night was a 49ers team that was more talented at every position than the quarterback position Oh yeah, he and d- yeah. Russell, Russell Wilson's Wilson. definitely better than him. I'll, you know, I watched the team with the better quarterback one. Yeah, it's just uh, it's kind it's kind of weird. Like we saw it last Thursday in a game where they they were struggling with running the ball. They needed Jimmy G to bail him out, and he delivered. Right, he played incredible, but that was against Arizona. Right, he's yeah. going up against Pete Carroll now, and while I do think he's a good quarterback, sixteen and three record as a starter, right? Yes, he's been a part of some really good teams. There it is, right? <laughs> exactly. There's a, there's there's a, there's a record that you're talking about, but uh, I would like to see more. I'm with you on the sense that he's a good quarterback, but I haven't necessarily bought in that he is a franchise quarterback yet. Yeah, he's he hasn't proved that he's worth the money yet, and the reason is because. Last night, both of the defenses were very good. Oh, yeah, incredible both, defenses. Good schemes, yeah, good coaches. Both teams can run the ball, mm-hmm. all right? Um, Seattle runs it more of a power way, mm-hmm. but um, the 49ers have an amazing scheme to run the ball and how they do stuff. And 
there was two plays. There was a Bobby Wagner ball that, like, he should have caught an interception, and then I think it was Wright should have caught an interception. Mm-hmm. And the one interception that Jimmy G did throw, he just threw it a little high, bounced off the guy's hands, whatever. Like, yeah, you. And it also looked. I've heard a lot of a lot of talk about uh, on other shows like uh, NFL Insider and on First Take mm-hmm. and on some radio shows. I've heard people say that Jimmy G looked scared. Really, like the moment was too big for him. Yeah, the moment, yeah, like he wasn't able to overcome the moment, and I just think that it showed that he's not ready for that. Yeah, he's got to he's got to develop. He needs another year or two to to really develop and kind of come into his own. Do I think he could be a great quarterback? Absolutely, right. But I think it's going to take a little bit more time for the Forty Nine ers to put all the pieces together. They've done something special this season, right? They played incredibly well. But you know what? I'm starting to think they're going to be an incredibly overqualified five seed because I, because I think Seattle has a much easier schedule the rest of the year than San Francisco and San Francisco. Like it's, it's really close to where this is a a possibility. San Francisco eight and one Seattle eight and two, right? So they're neck and neck and whoever comes out in the wild card from that division, because it's going to come from that division. There's going to be at least one wild card team there is going to be an incredibly overqualified five seed. So, so that was my next question. Yeah. Was, um, was like, who is favored now in that division? Like, who are you favoring more I'm now? Thinking like... <clears throat> I'm thinking Seattle. I'm thinking Seattle. The way they played last night, the toughness, they, the they grit. Again, they went... right? Yes. In Seattle. I think, the winner, I think the winner of the next game wins the division. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair enough to say. But And, and because of that, because of the next game being in Seattle, Seattle's a tough place to play regardless. But when you start getting to that playoff atmosphere, it takes they mm-hmm. take it to a whole nother level, right? And Russell Wilson just cold. playing out. He's playing out of his mind, and they just gave him more weapons. You know? Yo, they, um, so I also – sorry to interrupt you a little bit. No, you're good, um, dude. I also heard Max Kellerman stick up for the 49ers. And he what he said he said that uh, what he's the game last night proved that the 49ers were a better team than the Seattle Seahawks. That's what he said he took away from the game. I don't agree with that. Yeah. Um, because they lost. Um. But he said his like the way he put up excuses for Jimmy G saying that Kittle wasn't there. Well, Tyler Lockett is hurt now. Yeah. And I think he has a leg contusion, and so like. He, you know, Russell lost his number one weapon. Josh Gordon came out and made a couple plays, which was huge. But this guy's been on the team for a week or two, right? Sure. And so I just don't – I don't think you can make excuses for players like that, especially your quarterback that is making bank. Right. Bank, Jackson. Oh, absolute bank. I just don't think – and don't get me wrong. I'm not writing the 49ers off as saying, oh, they lost last night, their season's over. Right, I still think they could be competitive and, and perhaps work their way to the NFC Championship game. I just don't know if in the playoffs, in that scenario, in that big moment, Jimmy G is going to be able to outduel Russell Wilson again, or or at all, and or if he's going to be able to uh, outduel Drew Brees and Sean Payton. I just I think they're there. I think they're on their way. I think they're an incredibly young, talented football team. They have talent all across the field, especially having um, Nick Bosa. On his rookie contract, 
right Crazy now. Good. Yeah, and, and they're only going to get better. Jimmy G's only going to develop more. Kyle Shanahan's only going to develop his offense a little bit more. Everybody's going to get more comfortable. Kittle's going to come back off, off the injury. So it's just it's going to take some time. I just don't think they have enough to make it to the big game from what I've seen so far. Not yet. <clears throat> they're close, though. So they're close. Do you, think, do you think they need some more stars? On the team, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if they need like another big time wide receiver. The running game seems to be working fine. I think that their their receivers, they when they got Emmanuel Sanders, they brought in veteran leadership. They brought in experience. You know, he's been there, done that. Peyton Manning. Um, but I just think uh, Jimmy. This team is going to go where Jimmy G takes them. And as Jimmy G develops and grows and becomes more accurate with the football, especially deep down the field, and gets George Kittle back. That's really what's going to take them over the hump, I think. Because they have an incredible defense. I got you. And, yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. So, talking about stars, um, one of, you could argue, top five, top ten stars on the offensive line in the league this year. Yeah. Um, Not just this year, but throughout his career has been Trent Williams. Yes. And uh, we know, we've talked about it a couple times, is his – holdout and stuff that they had throughout the year which we learned is not exactly what we think it was yeah um and we've learned that the redskins organization who we have already bad mouthed for <laughs> their decisions all several year, times yeah have, have just made it even worse and honestly i think you could make an argument that they should be the most hated organization in the league now um i think that's fair especially so, based off what we're about to talk about yeah and so Mr. Jackson, I want you to uh, I want you to tell us about this Trent Williams story that has come out, and and it yeah, I just, it just blows my mind honestly that, that yeah. this would happen in an organization like the NFL. Yeah, so and, and I appreciate that. Yeah, um, Trent Williams came out. He ended his holdout recently, and um, when he ended his holdout, he had an interview um, with uh, 106 The Fan Radio. And he opened up and he talked to this guy named Craig Hoffman. And Craig Hoffman did a, a, a short little interview with him. Uh, I, I say short, but it lasted, uh, it lasted a little bit. Um, but I read the story where Lucas uh, sent it to me on Twitter. And it really spoke to me. I just felt myself glued to the pages. I just had to keep reading to get to the end of it. Oh, and yeah, it blew my mind. Absolutely insane. I think this what this does is it takes our view of the Redskins organization to a whole different level and not in the way that we want, not in a positive direction. I think after what I touch on here and what has already come out to the, to the media and everybody knows that there needs to be a complete restructure from on the, on the Redskins organization side. Maybe even they need to sell the team and bring in somebody else and let them run it. Um, Definitely. I, I think totally new new management. Yeah, I think this story, in my opinion, justifies a complete reworking of that organization. So let's get into it. Uh, Trent Williams just ended his holdout. He has been silent on this issue since 2013. He was a Pro Bowl uh, lineman, <laughs> and every time the Cowboys played against him, we absolutely hated it. He would... Um, you know, he was holding Tank Lawrence to almost nothing. Um, but anyway, so he's had – in 2013, he noticed a growth on kind of on the back of his head. And it was bugging him. 
So, of course, he does what all people do. He goes to team trainers, and the team trainers say, oh, it's nothing, don't worry about it. You know, it's probably just a cyst. Um, you'll be fine. Get out there on the field. Um, but he, And he said, okay, well, he, he didn't want to be, in his, in his words, a B word because, you know, he just wants to be out there on the field with his guys. He wants to play football. His love for the game has not changed at all. It has not wavered. Right. Fast forward a couple more years, it's really starting to bug him. And from his from his words, it was kind of a cosmetic issue. He used to wear his hair completely differently, kind of a low cut. But um, with this cyst or whatever it was kind of on the, on his head, he couldn't do that. He had to kind of have a little more hair than he was used to to cover it up. His helmet was kind of fitting uncomfortably. He, he just wasn't about it. This goes on for about five and a half years. Fast forward to January of this year, 2019. Um... He went to the, to the team doctors, and the team doctors said, don't worry about it. It's just a cyst. No big deal. It's fine. Um, he said, you know, no, I don't care. I'm going to get it removed. I'm going to an independent doctor. So he gets to an independent doctor, and the doctor's kind of looking at it. And he's like, I'm not convinced this is a, this is a cyst, Trent. I, I don't think that's what this is. Let me call your team doctors and see what they say, and we'll compare notes. So he does that. The team doctors insist again. It's just a cyst. It's nothing to worry about. If you want to cut it out, cut it out. We don't care. We're tired of dealing with it at this point. And so he's right. like, okay, I'm. You want to? But it did. Sorry, just to interject real quick. It did kind of seem like, like they were like, it's a cyst. Get back on the field. We don't want you to get exactly. the, the cyst removed because you'll miss time on the field. And so it exactly right. Right. I just sorry. I wanted to touch on a little bit that it seemed as if they were putting him being on the field ahead of his own safety. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and even I can interject on this story a little bit. Um, uh, here towards the end of the article, uh, Craig talks about, he said um, he had kind of a, he had some torn ligaments in his thumb. And it got so bad, like the thumb was dislocated and it was torn, but it got so bad that the ligament wrapped around the inner workings of the muscle. And it could, the thumb couldn't be reset. And he was in he was in like agonizing, excruciating pain, and and he went to the sideline, and the doctor's like, "All right, cool, tape it up, get back out there." And so he's like, "Okay," he gets back out there on the field. He's really mad at this point because he's like, "Okay, I've had knee problems before, I've had you know some ankle issues, I can fight through those, but this like it's out of socket. I'm not getting blood flow. This is a problem." Um, next day he goes back to the team doctors. They look at it. They say, okay, you're, you know, we'll, we'll hear some treatment, but you'll be back on the field next week. And the agent was absolutely livid. He jumped in the middle of it, and he said, no, Trent, go get a second opinion right now. He goes to get a second opinion. The doctors look at it, and they say, you should have been on the operating table, operating table yesterday. And it, from that point, continuing on with this story, he lost complete faith in the team doctors with, with Washington. He had no faith in them whatsoever. He was tired of dealing with them. Just as Lucas said, they valued and preferred him being on the field to Trent Williams' health, whether that be his thumb, whether that be his knee, whether that be this growth on the back of his head. Um, anyway, continue, kind of continuing on with it, <clears throat> the independent doctor had said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut this out, so he cuts this out. And Trent is relieved. He's happy. It's not bothering him cosmetically anymore. He can wear his hair the way he wants to. He's fitting better in his helmet. He's feeling good. 
the doctor calls him back a couple days later and says, hey, I've analyzed this. And the doctor's freaking out. And Trent said, hold up. Like, it's, it's okay, man. It's all good. I'm, I'm sure it's no problem. He's like, no, you need to get it looked at again. Talks to the team doctors one more time. The team doctors say, don't worry about it, but you can go ahead and get a se- another opinion if you want to. So he goes ahead and he goes to get second opinion. We fast forward a couple weeks, and Trent Williams is in the hospital of Chicago with an oncologist that the owner, Dan Schneider, has recommended. right? And Trent did say this. Trent said when they discovered cancer, that's what, that's what that growth was. The growth was cancer on his head. When they discovered cancer, Dan Snyder did step up and he helped pay for a couple things, made a few phone calls, recommended a, a special oncologist, and got him taken care of. That's great. So he did want to point that out in this article that when it mattered, at least Dan stepped up to some degree. Um, right. So we'll give that credit. However, yeah, he did the uh, least. Right. He did the least of what he could do, which is that. Anyway, um, Trent's in the hospital. He finds out he has cancer. Right. Obviously, he's freaking out. He's worried about getting back on the field, trying to play football. But at that moment, nothing matters because he's worried about a life or death scenario. And he was very disturbed at how the Redskins had dealt with this situation because they had been telling him for five, six years that he's had this, that it's no big deal. It's probably, keyword, probably just a cyst get over it and get back on the field and go help us win games yeah don't get it don't get it removed hey we know this is bothering you all right yeah we know we know this is bothering you you can't wear your helmet the way you want to you can't wear your hair the way you want to but we want you on the field don't worry about it yeah exactly exactly so while he's there at the hospital um he said that he was expecting a visit from team officials. Now, when he heard he was expecting a visit from team officials, um, he was hoping somebody from the front office would show up. Dan, uh, general or the general manager, um, head coach, somebody to come and check on their star left tackle. Yeah, that's one of your big guys. This is one of the main players on the team. Almost faced the franchise at one point. So... One guy shows up, the head trainer. His name was Larry Heiss. Larry Heiss shows up right before the surgery to visit with Trent. Before Trent wakes up from surgery, Larry's gone. And no one else from the front office or from the Redskins organization visited Trent from his time that he woke up from surgery to the time he was released and out of recovery. It was like three weeks while he was there nobody came to visit to check on him, to check on their star left tackle, to even check on a player that was, that had cancer that you, the Redskins organization told him to get over it and get back on the field because it was probably just a cyst. Right. So they, <clears throat> excuse me. It's like they didn't even try to make up for it. Ex- yeah. They, they like, like he helped. It was like, oh, he helped pay for some some stuff and whatever. But I also think in the article, mm-hmm. I think Trent said that he had to pay for his thumb deal, right? He did. Wasn't all of that independent funds and everything from himself? Yeah, yeah. from an independent doctor that he paid for. And, and of course, he's playing for flights back and forth to Chicago with this oncologist because he has to go back for regular treatments. And then when we go get into this year and we're talking about contract negotiations – 
Trent keeps his mouth shut about all of this. He's like, he doesn't want to defame anybody. He doesn't want to talk bad about the organization. He wants to get a deal signed. He wants to just play, and he wants to earn his money and play football and do what he loves. But they, they being the Redskins organization, didn't reach out and say, "Hey, we're gonna pay you. We're gonna pay you what you want in terms of money, or we're gonna uh, do what you want in the deal." They stood firm on what they wanted to do and wouldn't bend to Trent's needs or wants in the contract. That's why he held out for so long. Then eventually right. he comes, which is yeah, sorry, which is fine. You know, yeah, okay. like. Like players can do that, and and teams can do that. It's okay that that happens, <clears throat> but sure. then get to now, like yeah, exactly. So like, we, we then they wouldn't trade him, right? Then we get to the trade deadline. They wouldn't. And the reason why I bring up the contract thing is because you would think if you don't spot cancer, and your player almost dies, that you would do something a little extra in the contract, a little something yeah. extra to say, <laughs> hey, we're sorry. We apologize. Let's give you that deal that you want, or at least enough to get him back. If you really want him on the field, you think that you'd want to do that. You would help him out and not view him as a nuisance, right? right? So then they get to the trade deadline. He they don't trade him at all. Trent says, "You know what? I'm done with you. I don't care. I'm not going to say anything about this. Just trade me. Let me move on. I'll go sign a new deal with somebody else. I don't care where. Trade me." Washington didn't trade him. And at that point, Trent went and he talked to this guy at the 106.7, the fan, and said, hey, this is what's going on, and I'm done with the Redskins. Like, they put me on IR, whatever, I don't care, we're done. I don't trust their medical staff, I don't trust their training staff, I don't trust the front office, I don't trust the GM, just get me out of here. And so that's where he is right now. He is recovering from cancer. Um... He seems to be doing well with that, by the way. His thumb, obviously, is better. Um, and he's just waiting for the opportunity to play for a new team. But I just I don't want to underscore the gravity of this situation. And I've actually been surprised that this hasn't been covered more in mass media across the board. I would think this would be front-page story from everyone. Apparently, this article came out. And like October 31st, and I didn't see this article till till last week. Till last week, and that's yeah. and that's because Lucas said read this, and he and he just stumbled upon it, and I said, oh my gosh, this is insane. I hadn't even heard about it, and I watch first yeah. take every day. Exactly. And Crazy. so that's what's really bother what's bothersome to me is this player, this star NFL player, had cancer. The team didn't do anything about it. They didn't even try and make it better. They just said, get back on the field. This guy had a torn ligament. His thumb was out of socket. He lost blood flow. He should have been on an operation ta operating table 36 hours before he went to the other doctor to get a second opinion. It took his agent screaming at the team training staff and Trent to go get a second opinion for him to fix his thumb. Like, this is just ridiculous. Yeah, and so, <clears throat> excuse me. The trade thing is what really, like, just, it's just the cherry on top. Right? Yeah. This man is, and he didn't report to training camp. He could have. He didn't have to practice. All he had to do was report, mm -hmm. and he would get paid. Right. Right? He would get some money. But he didn't come 
and he even, he says in the article, he says it's not just about the money, it's about all the other stuff, right? Right. And so he's trying to make a point, and you won't even trade him. He's not going to play for you. You should trade him and get, I don't care if it's a six-round draft pick. Something. Right? Just let him go. Let him go somewhere. And he wants and he wants to be gone, and you can't even, like, do that for him. Like, you can't even do the common courtesy of, of hey, letting man. him go somewhere else. Yeah, hey, man, sorry, we messed up. Okay, well, at least going to get you to another team. You know, we're at least going to send you somewhere else. We will accept your trade request and send you somewhere. They wouldn't, they wouldn't even do that for him. They're like, no, you can sit on the bench the rest of the year. We don't care if we get a sixth-round or a seventh-round pick for you. We're going to let you ride the bench on IR, and we'll see you later. Go sign somewhere else. Like, yeah. that, 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 no, that, no that, that starts at the top. This is an organizational issue all the way to the owner. The owner, the GM, the president, the, the front office, the training and medical staff, who, by the way, from, the, from how I'm reading this article, sounds like they should never be allowed to be a, a staff member in the NFL again. And he even said that the Redskins um, medical staff and training staff has a bad rep. Like, they, they have a bad reputation when it comes to letting players play hurt and stuff like that. Yeah. So, in my opinion, taking in all of this information, taking in other information that me and Lucas have talked about in previous episodes with the Washington Redskins and how they need a complete revamp in culture and how they draft people and – how they operate as a football team, in my personal opinion, this team needs to be sold and a new culture needs to be brought in. A completely new culture. Because I can't I can't sit here and justify how this Redskins front office can, should, should continue operating. I, I don't understand. If, and um, I don't know how this wasn't front page news on everything. I, I don't understand it. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't know how we're not hearing about it until now. But I don't know how the... Uh, like if if that happened to the Titans, if that was the Titans player, mm-hmm. the team, the coaches, the owner, the general manager, I think everyone would go out of their way yeah. to help him. If if it was the Cowboys, I think absolutely. You, you know Jerry's going to be all up in that man for sure. Jerry, right. his son Stephen, the front office. Yeah. The, I mean, say what you want about Jason Garrett. He may be a about... bad coach, but he's a good guy. Exactly, a incredible human being. You know, fun to be around. Nice dude. Right, I'm, I'm, I have my opinions on him for coaching. I think we should have something different. But that, but he would be there with Tyron Smith or Zeke Elliott or Amari Cooper by their bedside from start till finish. And you know, we can we can we can uh, talk about this all day long. But I just I really do feel like um, I, I really do feel like that this organization needs to be sold and it needs to I'm be talking to Jack. Um, restructured and um that it needs to be one second jack yeah you're good man we're having some uh small technical difficulties but um i'll just keep i'll just keep you know i don't want to keep uh beating a dead horse here but uh, i'm curious what you guys think you should definitely uh leave your comments down in the youtube comments down below send us a tweet at go for two podcast if you want if you want to kind of give us your take um Definitely curious to hear what you guys have to say. And, and have you guys heard about this yet? Is this breaking news to you? Have you guys heard about it in other media? I, I'm just curious because it seems to me like if this is all, of course, if this is true, reporting um, from the 106 The Fan, 106.7 The Fan website, um, I, I would think that it's true. 
Um, so, you know, well, I'll be, uh, I'm curious to see, hear what you guys have thoughts on this. Um, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to get into the next topic here, guys. Um, as we were waiting on Lucas to return. Um, he has it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Here we go. So I'm just going to kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he's yeah. back. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You want to talk about our college football uh, yeah, playoff yeah, yeah. predictions? So next, up, next up, bros. All right. Let's All get right. it. Guys, gals. Um, I don't know if there's any critters, if there's some dogs or anything else listening to this. I know maybe some wolves. All right. Some people that are for the boys, they don't matter. For the boys, for the girls, hashtag don't give up. Um, We don't give up. Excuse me. So, last week, we got to see arguably the greatest game of college football that we will get to see all year. Okay? All right. Alabama-LSU. Insane game. We talked about this last week a lot. Mm -hmm. We knew it was going to be crazy. I picked LSU. Jackson picked Alabama. He's a loser. Everyone knows it. I picked What's wrong. <laughs> Me and Stephen A are both wrong today. Um. So since that game played out, and there was some other stuff that happened, uh, Penn State and Alabama both lost. So this week, I want to get into the college football playoff, Um, what we think it is going to look like this yeah. year. Okay. What, um, you know, how we expect it to come out in the end. So I will go first, Mr. Jackson. Appreciate it. Appreciate um, I it. I think Hit LSU it. stays at the top. All right. I, I think, think they so went too. out. Their schedule kind of gets easier for the rest of the year. And then I think they win the SEC championship, who I'm assuming is going to be against Georgia. Yeah. I assume they stay at one the rest of the year. Yeah. yeah. Um, if, if Georgia wins that game, then obviously Georgia's going to make it to the top four. Right. Huge game. Um, but I think LSU wins. Number two, I got Ohio State. All right. Same. These guys, they're going to win out. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're going to win out. They're going to win their championship. They're going to come into the playoffs at number two. And the only reason they're number two is because LSU beat Alabama. They beat Auburn. They beat Florida. They've had a lot tougher schedule, yeah. They played some really good teams. Number three, I got Clemson. Okay, Clemson don't play no one. They're playing Wake Forest this weekend, and that's like one of their tougher games of the year. Right, but they deserve to be in because they're the defending champions. And And they won't lose a game this year. That's how I just I don't I, being I, there. I, 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 I don't know about that. I think I think you have to put them in there. That's what I'm saying. You got to put them in because they're defending champions and didn't lose this year. Right, but I'm not going to say that they deserve to be in there because I we don't know how good they really are, and we won't know until the playoffs. Right. Um. At number four, this was a hard one. Uh, some people have Georgia coming in here, which I don't know how you can put Georgia in there because Georgia's going to be, if they make it to the SEC championship game, they're going to lose that game against LSU. Right, and even if they win it, um, do you propel them to four, and then where does LSU fall, to two or three? Like, it's just, I don't know how that would work. So, um, I actually have Oklahoma coming in there. Oh. And here's, here's why I have Oklahoma. So, Oklahoma plays Baylor this week. Baylor's undefeated. They are number <clears throat> number twelve at the moment. The new records are not new records. The new rankings have not come out yet. Yeah. So um, the rankings that we're going to give out later are going to be a little old, but that's just what comes with the day that we record the podcast, that's which right. is on Tuesdays. The playoff rankings come out Tuesday nights, I believe, or Wednesday, something like that. Mm-hmm. So super weird timing. But anyways, I have Oklahoma coming in because Oklahoma lost a game to Kansas State. They did. That they should have not lost. Um, their defense let them down in that game. 
But if they beat Baylor this week, who is undefeated right now, and then go on to win the championship, yeah. I think Oklahoma has to be in the conversation. Okay, they, they have to be up there. I don't That's see fair. another team that you can justify putting in there. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can put Alabama in there because I think Alabama's probably going to lose another game this year. Okay. If, if, yeah, if they lose another game, they're definitely out, and I think they're possibly out even now because you lost at home to LSU. Yes, you lost at home to LSU, and mm-hmm. you're not going to be in the SEC championship. Right. If you're not in the SEC championship, I don't think they should be in there. No. Like, I, yeah. Because – Oklahoma's going to have to win a championship. LSU's going to have to win one. Mm-hmm. Clemson has to win one. However easy it may be. Ohio State, all the other teams have to go and have to play arguably the toughest game of the year. It's up there, yeah. at least. And they have to win to make it. Like, if you lose that game, often you... Right, you shouldn't be in just because you're Alabama. Exactly. And so, I think Oklahoma wins out. If Oklahoma loses to Baylor, though, I think Baylor is definitely in prime position to make it. Really? Uh, They're undefeated right now. They beat Oklahoma. And then I think the only other team they play for the rest of the year is Texas. Yeah, and they would go on to win the Big 12 championship. Interesting, interesting. Um, So so here's my thoughts. One, two, and three, I definitely agree with you on. LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, I don't see how – Especially if those three teams went out, I don't see how that's different. Number four, I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure who belongs in that number four position, especially with Penn State losing as well as Bama. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out. Could it be Oklahoma? Could Baylor make some kind of a jump? Minnesota? I don't know. Uh, Wisconsin? I, I, it's all over the place. But I think it would be interesting in terms of a storyline to see Oklahoma up there. I would love to see a first-round matchup of Jalen Hurts versus Joe Burrow. I think that would be absolutely insane. Then you have Ohio State play Clemson, and then we would have the championship game, I would imagine, Ohio State versus LSU, which would be yeah, that's, that's absolutely what I have. wild. Yeah. That's what I have here right now. LSU, so, Ohio State, it'd be crazy. And then I have LSU winning. Just because of my lack of intelligence on a college football playoff, I'm going to lean to you here, and I'm gonna, I'll say Oklahoma. Yeah, why not? Why not? If they went out the rest of the year, and they could make a case, especially if they win the Big 12 championship, that they belong up there. Why not? <laughs> I don't pretend. Yeah, I don't pretend I mean, to know stuff that I don't really know anything about. Another another team that could make it is Oregon, but I don't. Uh, if Oregon wins out, then I think they can be in there. But I just think Oklahoma has a tougher road. Yeah, you know, you see your and favorite, they'll have your this win. A tough schedule. They'll have this win over Baylor, which I think is a big deal. Yeah. So, anywho. By the way, I would just like to apologize for everyone earlier. My, uh, I'm a college kid. <laughs> I live with other people. And I can't control their comings and goings within my room and the rest of the house. It's all good, bro. It's all good. Let's get to the, uh, let's get to the hometown heroes, yeah? That's one of my favorite segments. I, I was about to say, yo, Jackson loves these little segments I come up with, okay? It's fun. He loves the hometown heroes, the take it or leave it. Take it or leave is my favorite. The pick all right, all all this stuff. I think he just likes me. I think that's what it is. Anything I come up with, he just has a good time with. He's just I do here. like. He's I do like you. Hashtag don't give up. Okay. That's right? right. I do so, like you. I'll take you one more. I love you. All right. All right. Boom. So hometown heroes. Jackson's getting weird today on the pod, boys. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. Hometown heroes. Freaky. Would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first, Mister? I'll uh, I'll go first. 
I'll go first. My hometown with my hometown heroes. We'll finish on a high note with you. Yes, I just want to say real quick Uh that like I don't want you to be rambling on about the Cowboys this week. Okay, listen. I I have to listen to it enough outside of the pod. You do, and you just get a double dose. You get a double daily dose of it. Segment of this. Okay. Yeah, you get a double daily dose of it every day. I know you look forward to it. It's a good time. It'll be all right, my friend. We'll, we'll, I need we'll, to put you on a timer. We'll survive. Listen, we got critique because you were too long. All right? How about that? When? Last week? No, not because you were too long. I'm just speaking in general. Our hometown hero segment was a little too long, so we're going to speed it up. Okay. Moving on with – okay, so my Cowboy fans along with you, along with me here, I am hurting just like you guys are. We should have I – mean, we should have won that game on Sunday night against Minnesota. We lost to Kirk Cousins in prime time. Okay? Kirk Cousins is like 3-10 and 10 in prime time games over the last like three or four Two years. Two of those wins are this year. Kirk Cousins in prime time is a terrible loss. He's 2-0 this year in prime time games. This year. Yes. All that matters is the present, Jackson. Didn't you tell me that when is we this talked about my, Cam Newton? Is this Didn't my, we talk about that? Am I it, going first? The NFL is a what have you done for me lately league. It is. <laughs> and you know what you know what I'm doing lately? I'm doing my part. Okay. Right, you know, I, look, I'll just I'll just leave. I'll just leave. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Get up, walk out. That's right. All right. We're getting into the uh three things I like and three things I did not like over the cowboy game. We're going to get into the first thing I did like, and that is the Dak attack, my friends. Dak attack was real. 397 yards passing, three touchdowns, one interception, which, by the way, came at the very end of the game. Okay? Not in the beginning of the game, not after in the middle. Came at the very end of the Hail Mary when we had a chance to win the football game. Dak played incredibly well. He was on target. Okay, he was throwing the ball and distributing it all over the field. Michael Gallup had several catches. Amari Cooper had several catches. We were working Witten in there. Okay, Dak took command. Dak um, aired it out, and he almost had 400 yards. Okay, and when you tell me, and I'll get into this dislike here in a second later, when you tell me that at the end of the game we are upset as Cowboy fans because we put the ball in Ezekiel Elliott's hands and didn't let Dak have another shot at the at a passing play, that tells me that the Tide is changing within this Cowboys team, okay? Dak is the face of the franchise, okay? And Dak is going to get paid, all right? And Dak is playing incredibly well, all right? And Dak's going to cash out. Dak's going to cash out. Second thing that I loved, this falls into the Dak attack, and that is Amari Cooper was absolutely magical. Lucas has something to say. Yes, Lucas? You're delusional. Thanks. Cooper. Okay. Did, did anybody else see when Cooper had two magical toe tapping catches along the sideline? Pristine control, right? They deserve to be on a poster somewhere. Okay. Cooper had and went off 11 catches for a buck 47 and a touchdown. All right. Cooper was playing out of his mind. When Cooper is healthy, when he is the best route runner in the league, which he is, the Cowboys play incredibly well. The third thing that I did like, okay, the third thing that I did like was at the very end of the game, we had an opportunity 
to win. Even going down 0-14. Even with our struggles with the football. Even with Zeke having a bad game, Dak put us in a potential chance to win. We had a chance at a Hail Mary at the end. We could have won the game. Right? Fourth and five, we could have won the game. Dak put us in that position, and so that was something that I, I liked that I took away from the game. Three things I did not like. Number one, obviously, is Zeke. We don't have a run game. That is a problem. Zeke had 20 carries for 47 yards. That is 2.4 yards Whoa. a carry. I Is that his fault? It's not entirely his fault, but it's partly his fault, yes. Look, Zeke, look real quick, I'm sorry. Lucas. This is why I said you're delusional, because you... Like earlier, you were like the changing of the tide. This is still, this is still Zeke gets a hundred yards and you win. Okay, this ain't this ain't Dak throws for four fifty like Patrick Mahomes and you win. The, this Dak is, is not still Zeke Dak team. is not on Patrick Mahomes level. Dak is not Aaron Rodgers. Okay, but Dak has taken over this football team, and Dak has taken command, and Dak is playing incredibly well. Zeke had He's, a bad game. He's had a couple of those this year. But you can't win if Zeke doesn't run for 100. Right. But this is what I'm talking about. This is the things that I dislike. Again, in my segment. Okay? Zeke could not (laughs) run the football. 20 carries, 47 yards. I don't care, right, if if whether or not. Okay, here's the thing. Zeke was struggling all game. He could his cuts were not the same. He wasn't making the same moves he normally would. And no, it is not entirely his fault. Football is the ultimate team sport. The line has something to do playing into that. The Minnesota's rush defense, which is a top rush defense in the league, has something to do with that. Of course it does. Right? This is not all on Zeke. The the hole is not magically wide open and Zeke can just decide whether he wants to run through it or not. Of course not, Lucas. All right. This is not second grade. That's all I wanted. The second thing that I disliked about this game. We started off slow. We go down 0 to 14 to Kirk Cousins. Are you kidding me? 2-0 in primetime game. Again. Again, we start off slow. It's either 21 to 3, it's 0 and 14, it's 23 to 4. Whatever the score is, we keep starting slow and we finish well. We are a second half football team. We go in, we make adjustments, Kellen Moore comes out and he devises his plan and we're all good. Rodamarial is yelling at his defense. Right? Suddenly they start playing well. Cool. But can we come out of the gate for once hot? We did that once this year. Sunday night football against Philly. We came out on fire, took the lead 14-0, never looked back, absolutely demolished Carson Wentz and the entire Philadelphia Eagles franchise. Orlando Scandrick lost his job the very next day because we beat them so bad. Okay? <laughs> can we please come out of the gate swinging? That's number two. Things I did not like. Number three. The coaching and the play calling in certain situations. Second and two on the 15-yard line. We hand the ball to Zeke, and Zeke can't get it. He gets stuffed. Third and two. We hand it back to Zeke. Zeke still can't get it. Actually loses three yards. Fourth and five, we do some kind of little play action, little waggle play, incomplete pass. We end up having to use all of our timeouts and go for a Hail Mary to try to win the game. It didn't. It seems to me that in certain spots, creativity is a little bit lacking on this team, on those three plays, I didn't see any of the motions. I didn't see any of the sweeps. I didn't see any of the shifts that I normally would see um, throughout the rest of the game. So I don't know why when it's second and two on the 15-yard line and you're trying to go win the football game, we decide to lose all of our creativity and just run straight up the middle. I I, I don't get it. 
right? I, I, there, there was nothing special about that play. Like a, a second grader could have read what we were going to do. I okay? feel that as a Titans fan. So these are my things I liked. These are my things that I disliked. Um, overall, I think we can – we need to talk about – we don't need to hit the panic button yet. We can still win the division to make the playoffs. But I will say this. If we don't win the division, we will not make the playoffs. There are too many competing NFC teams. You got Carolina. You got Minnesota looking for a wild card spot. Seattle or San Francisco is going to have one of them. And one of them is going to be an incredibly overqualified five seed. Okay, because New Orleans is winning their division. So you have three other teams that you're competing for while at the same time competing against the Eagles. I don't see a way in which we can catch up to the Vikings or to the Panthers or to the Seahawks and get into the wild card spot. So we're either in for we win the division or we're not. Um, and we got agree. an and we got an incredibly hard schedule the rest of the year. No time to hit the panic button yet. We absolutely can win those games, but we need to come out of the gate hot and Zeke's got to find a way to get going because Lucas did make one point when he's right, even though he was interrupting me. If Zeke gets 100 yards, we win the game. That is true. So we got to find a way to get him going. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry for interrupting you, but I, when you were like, we, "There's a changing in the tide," and, we, and, and there this is. is, and there and is. I think. I think the Cowboy team. I think y'all are still not a team that can be like, "Hey, we're gonna go win the ball in the. We're gonna go win this game in the air." No, I we think can't. You're still a balanced football team, which is fine. That's how you should be, in my head. Right. We're not gonna. Dak is not a player where you can say, hey, Patrick Mahomes, go throw for 507 TDs and we can't run the ball and we're winning the game. He's not that type of player. But what is impressive to me is Dak is incredibly comfortable this year. He doesn't look shaken. He looks calm under pressure. And he can give you the 350 and three touch, 350 and three a game if you need him to. He can. He just needs a little extra help from the running game, which is why I disliked. Zeke have a two point four yards carry, right? Um, but anyway, that's my I hometown hero segment. Yeah. Uh, side note on Jackson's things real quick. I just want to say something, and then I'll get to my point. I think that the Vikings were daring y'all to win the game in the air, and that's what they did. They loaded the box and stuff, and and took away the run, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that the second and short should have been a pass to me second short it's a passing down it's a shot play Mm -hmm. and then you're in four down territory so then third and short if you want to run you can and then fourth and short you pass like i think i would have been a lot better with that yeah it it, it brings some creativity in yeah yeah don't don't just run like that yeah i definitely feel that um but y'all are being better with that you're you're moving up jack you got stuff to be happy there's stuff to be happy yeah we're 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 getting there, okay? I think we're a year or so out, but we're getting there. Um, on to my likes and dislikes for the Titans. I'm going to do dislikes first, okay? End right? on a high note. I you, like it. Let me tell you, there's a bunch of good stuff to talk about, okay? <laughs> Here we go. Here, I'm gonna. We I'm just going to sit. Hey, I had to walk out. You made me leave. All right. You don't want to keep interrupting. First thing I dislike. Yo, by the way, Jackson, our dislikes <clears throat> are super similar. Our teams have a really? lot of the same problems, okay? Yeah. Like, uh, so number one thing I disliked is the slow start on offense. Okay, look, at one point in the game, the Kansas City Chiefs had 40 snaps and we had 16. Okay, this is on offense, 40 to 16. How? All right, that's a problem. I think I think like the first, 
I think like the first half we had like nine minutes of possession. They had like everything else. They had twenty one or whatever. Yeah. You know? And so that is just that is just ridiculous to me. Absolutely crazy. That was my mind that we can be <laughs> so bad at the beginning of the game. Man, Jackson, I feel you. Yeah, I feel you, we we're similar um, on that. The second thing I disliked was dumb sacks that Tannehill took. I get that he is trying to make plays, and he made a lot of plays. All right, this man did great. But he took like three or four sacks, and it just looked like he held the ball too long. He ran yeah. into him. This guy, Mariota, got benched for stuff like that. I'm not saying Tannehill needs to be benched. He's playing great. But I'm just saying no one's talking about it, and, and there was some. There was a time, there was a couple times that he took sacks that I was like, like this is a big problem. Yeah. Get rid of the football. Mm-hmm. You know, like made it made it unmanageable. He took one sack that I think it was third and 10, and it ended up he lost like seven yards, and it became fourth and 17. Like, we're trying to drive down the field in the fourth quarter and score, and you just took a seven-yard loss. Like, you need yeah, to get rid of it. Yeah. Live to, live to fight another down. Um, The third thing I dislike with penalties. Ugh. So, I think our defense did great with penalties. Our offense, on the other hand, did not. Specifically, our dad, Taylor LeWine. I saw the little <laughs> clip on uh, on Twitter when of he came he out said and said, after the game. he's like, it's my fault, and yeah. I understand it's my fault. You know, I, I, I saw right. that. And that – and that's fine and all, and he knows that it's his fault, mm-hmm. and that's cool, but I don't care if you know it, you need to fix it. Right. And I love him, and I think he will fix it. I think he'll get the stuff situated. I think he just plays with a lot of energy. He's a heated player, mm-hmm. and I think stuff like that happens. But when you've got a third down that becomes a third and long because he is he gets a, he hits a guy late, right? Like he yeah. runs up and pushes a guy when the play is dead. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we do a tidy end screen, get like 20-something yards, get all of our yards back, get a first down, and yeah. he gets a holding call. Right. Drive killers. That third, and, that third and 10, right before that Tannehill sack I was talking about, yeah, was a third and five until Terry Lewan got a false start. Made it a third and 10. Which then, Tannehill got sacked. It, it, it just, everything compounds on top of each other, and offensive penalties are a killer. And it's just sad that our favorite... Our favorite dad, Taylor Lewan, got got all the bad penalties the boy. this week. The boy. So, Mr. Jackson, do you have anything to say about the game? Because I know you watched it. You know, I was super happy I got to watch it because usually I don't get to watch those out-of-market games, but it was the Chiefs were in town, so they put it out of CBS primetime game, and I was able to log in and watch it. Um, I enjoyed watching that game, especially uh, all the way down to the end. Um, with the series of events that happened for you guys to win that game – the the statistical probability of that being repeated the same way is astronomical. It's got to be one in like 10 million different scenarios, different games that they would play out exactly that way for you guys to win. And you guys deserve to win because Tannehill made an incredible fourth quarter uh, game winning drive. And I told you, I texted you at that moment when he scored. And then as soon as he ran in and took the hit from two chiefs players to get the two point conversion, go for two, by the and, way, I go for two and podcasts. pushed and pushed in for that. And extra pushed yard. in. I, t- I text Lucas. What I text you, I said, he just won the locker room. Yeah. That is his team. Now, yep. regardless of how so, we felt about Mariota before, whether it's right or wrong, Tannehill's making a case, sign me. This is my team. He just won the locker room. In my opinion on that play. Um, 
So I'll get into my likes next. All right. Number yeah, one yeah, thing I like: big, big plays everywhere. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere. I'm talking. The cornerbacks made big plays. We got Patrick Mahomes hitting Tyree Kill for a dime down the sideline that should have been like a 50-yard play. Mm-hmm. And this man catches it. It's in his hands. Adoree Jackson, boom, pops it out of his hands. Logan Ryan is diving and knocking balls out of the way. We got a blocked field goal at the end of the game to secure the win. We got Derrick Henry, like 60-something-yard run. Khalif Raymond, this guy that we just pulled up off the practice squad, yeah. got put on the roster last week. And then this week made like a, a 50-yard grab or whatever in the first quarter, right? Yeah, absolutely When the insane. offense hadn't done anything. Um, big plays everywhere. Tannehill, all of his runs were big plays. Yeah, um, and a lot of it. One run was... on third and 10. You know what I'm talking about? I, I know pushed, the run. He pushed like two guys across to get I an extra three yards or something. I saw that was crazy, but I was going to say his throws under duress when he knew he was about to get blown up. He knew he was about to take an incredible hit, and his throws were on the money, perfect down the sideline. A couple to A.J. Brown, we were talking about earlier in the pre-show, one on the left sideline and one on the right. I think one of them, I think it was on the left, the the corner for uh, Kansas City just came up underneath the ball and made an incredible play to swat it away, but he was was perfect in his ball placement in the second half. Yeah. And, 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 like, if you look at his stats, it's not that much. He's, like, 13 of 19 for, like, 180 yards or whatever. Right. right? Like, like, that doesn't seem like anything. But watching the game, he really did play a great game, and he played a huge part in leading the team, and that two-minute drive was amazing. Um, second thing I liked, touchdowns and not field goals. Okay? Yes. I think, to me, the difference in the game was that the Titans scored touchdowns. We didn't kick any field goals. We only scored touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs had to kick three and they missed two one was blocked one was a bad snap yeah and then the other one was um they made it right Mm -hmm. it was right after Tannehill fumbled which was not really a fumble terrible rest during this game for for both for both teams this man was was blowing up my phone during the game he was like did you see that that's ridiculous well, look, like I'm watching the Titans are getting away with some passing interference calls. The Chiefs are getting away with the, <laughs> the fumble thing, and then another passing. It, it was just bad. Okay. Um, last thing I was I liked about the the Titans game is the resolve of the team. Okay. All right. When it came time to make a play, we did it. What's happening? We're down seven nothing. Tannehill gets that stupid fumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chiefs get the ball, and our defense stops them to it and keeps them to a field goal. Huge play. And then we bounce back, score a touchdown. The Chiefs are driving all the way down the field again. They're about to score. We make them fumble, pick up the ball, take it back for a touchdown. Yeah, stuff right. like that. And then, and then all of a sudden, it's like we're winning. You know, the, the blocked field goal. Have you seen? There's a thread I saw it was a perfectly timed jump. It was like a Troy Polamalu-esque timed yeah. jump on the snap. So look, you couldn't have done it better. There's a thread on Twitter. Um, if anyone follows me on Twitter, it's at uh, LegoMeco. And then... I go for two podcasts. I think our stuff is in there. Any, anyways, 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 it doesn't matter. Um, there is a link, a, a thread on Twitter that has every one of the Kansas City field goals, and it shows him like timing it, right, and how he gets yeah. a little bit better at timing every time. And they found out what the cue is. They found out um, what the what they do. So obviously, you got the kicker, you got yeah. the holder, you got the center. What happens is the center's just watching the holder the whole time. Yeah, the holder looks back at the kicker. When the kicker's ready, the holder just looks at the center, 
ball comes immediately. Yeah. And if you look, if you look at that last that last field goal, bro, as soon as he turns his fucking head to the center, that guy takes off the side. They snap the ball, block field goal, crazy. Um. But I just side note. All right. Mm-hmm. We might not win another game for the rest of the year, but that was crazy, and it was great to get to go to. I was and, just gonna uh, ask you how how did it bet. feel? How did it? Yeah, you did win your bet. Sadly, I'm anyway. How how so, did you feel being in that stadium at that moment? Like, what was the electricity like? So, it was super crazy. Um, there were so many Chiefs fans. It might have been like a two to one or or a one to one. Like, it was at least half the stadium was Chiefs. That's crazy. It was it was super crazy. They were all over the place. They're all sitting here like. Uh, you, you know, doing their doing their chant, yeah, right? doing their little tomahawk chant, and they're all doing it, and I'm like, oh man, Ooh, <laughs> enemies everywhere. I'm seeing red because that's all it is, you know. They're sticking out too because they're red colors. And uh, <laughs> when we didn't get the fourth and seventeen, all the Titans fans around me left, bro. Everyone mm-hmm. in my row, all the Titans fans in my row left except for me and Ashley. And then there was one one guy who uh sat to my right. And he stayed. He'd been yelling the whole game, so I knew he was going to stay. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, uh, we were all sitting there, and he was like, he was like, man, where y'all going? We got timeouts. And they were like, oh, the game's over. We don't stand a chance, whatever. And Ashley, Ashley was like, she looked at me, and she was like, are you wanting to go? And I said, no, we're going to stay because they're going to run the ball right here because they're trying to run the clock out. We got three timeouts, and we can stop them. Yeah. I was like, if we stop them and hold them to a field goal, it's eight points. We will have time to go down the field, score a touchdown, maybe get the two-point, go into overtime. This could be a great game, right? Right. And I was like, we can't leave right now. So we stay. Um, They run the ball three. They run the ball twice, get up to where it's like third and two, okay? And then they run a like a play action with Mahomes, rolls out to the right. No one's open. He just has to slide down before he gets hit. Yeah. And I'm like, this is happening. It's a 52-yard field goal. Yeah. And I'm sitting here. I'm telling Ashley. I'm like, he's going to miss this field goal. He's going to miss this field goal. It's 52 yards. He's under all this pressure. I'm yeah. like, I don't know what it is, but he's already missed one today. He's going to miss this field goal. I'm like tapping her on the arm and stuff. Like, I'm freaking <laughs> out. Okay. <laughs> and then they go to kick the field goal. And what happened was the guy looked. He looked back at the kicker. And he looked at the center for a second. But then he looked back. And when he looked back, the ball came yeah. because that's their cue is yeah. that when he looks back to snap the ball. And so they were not ready at all for it. He threw the ball away. We got the intentional grounding plus the messed up kick. Drove down the field. Um, I listened to Jared and the GM, and it's the old GM of the Titans on ESPN Radio. And he, uh, he said that when Tannehill came out and was going down through that drive, he said the only thing he could think about was that it felt like a Steve McNair drive. I've never heard this man say this. I've been listening to him for three years, and he's never compared like anyone else to Steve McNair. Wow. He said that it just felt like Tannehill would not be denied. Like him pushing through the blockers, mm-hmm. um, the extra urge to get the two-point conversion. Uh, I definitely, like, Tannehill looked like he had great control over the, the offense, right? Like, all that looks Oh, for so sure. Good. For sure. But when we scored that touchdown, I was, like, yelling and jumping, and there was, like, three Titans fans around me, you know, so we're all high-fiving and stuff. Yeah. But it, the best part, they gave free flags to us. So the best part was that, like, all the Chiefs fans were just being real quiet, and we were waving our Titans flags. And then we started doing the tomahawk chant. 
all right? We would do it. <laughs> but we had the Titans flags. And so uh, all the way, like, out of the stadium and across the bridge and everything, you have to walk across the bridge to get back to your cars and everything. And we were all we were doing this stuff, and the Chiefs fans were real mad, all right? They were real mad. Yeah, they were upset. Side note. I'm done. Uh, actually, I do want to say real quick, I have mm-hmm. the halftime stats. Seven minutes, 57 seconds of possession, and they had 22. Jeez. They had 250 yards. We had 100. Yeah, first half okay. was not looking pretty. No, 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 no. Um, so I want to get into something real quick, a side topic before we get into our next topic. Okay? Ooh, surprise topic. So, so we'll probably, yeah, surprise topic here, Jackson. We'll probably talk about this in the off season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to do a thing where we, like, grade posing fan bases and, like, fan bases in the NFL. Yeah, we've thought about some um, cool different ideas we want to do in the offseason. Yeah, and so I've had to deal with some with some fan bases, some bad ones, okay? And the Chiefs aren't bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the Eagles were definitely terrible. The Bills fans are hard to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Those, you know. Um, but I just want to say that to the Chiefs fans that were behind me as I was walking out of the stadium – and we were sitting here waiting to go up a ramp or something, and they were behind me. And you could just just sore losers, man. Like, <laughs> like they were they were so upset about it, and they were like, "I will." All these Titans fans are just are just stupid. They don't even know what they're talking about. Um, they're all so annoying. All this stuff, and like they were just bad mouthing Titans fans the whole time. And I just I just wanted to say, how can you come into another another team stadium? Yeah, doing your own chants and everything. Right, which is obviously annoying to us, but it's whatever. You know, like, how are you going to come in just because you lose? You're going to act like that. All right? Right. And for every So, special announcement to everyone. If you're going to a football game, I don't care if it's your home team or another team's, be respectful of other people, okay? It, you don't have to just talk trash about everyone else because your team lost when you shouldn't have lost. Okay? That's all, that's all I got to say. Little, little PSA, little public service announcement for everybody. Yeah. Okay. It. Fair enough. Fair enough. What we got next, Mr. Lucas? You know, this was hard. Take it or leave it's hard this week. I don't I don't know what it was. Yeah, you were texting me earlier. I've set a bar that's too high now, all right? You gotta keep living up to it, man. That's that's just the pressure that comes with the because of the job. That's right. We've had some good stuff going and I just uh it was it was a little troubling this week. But it is now time for take it or leave it. Okay, and for anyone that doesn't know, for any new people that's joining us, Take It or Leave It is a segment where I present Jackson with around five topics or whatever, mm-hmm. or a statement or whatever it may be. I present it to him, and I say, take it or leave it, and me and him give a quick little deal on like what we think about it. They're usually kind of little hot takes. Little hot you know? takes, and I know nothing about this going into the show. He never he never texts me and says, hey, he, these are the Take It or Leave It uh, topics, so he completely just puts me on the spot and surprises me every week, and that's why it is my favorite segment. So, number one. Ooh. Take it or leave it, Mr. Jackson. Yes, sir. The Steelers will get a wild card spot in the playoffs this Ooh. year. I don't know. They've been sneaky good, man. They've been sneaky good. I, I completely wrote them off a couple weeks ago, but they've won, I think, four in a row now. And, and Tomlin ain't getting fired. Yeah, Tom, De- Tom is definitely not getting fired, especially playing this well with a third-string quarterback. Um, they might sneak their way in. The Bills lost recently. Um the Titans are kind of up on, on the come up. The Colts lost this week too, so I'm gonna say, t- 
take it. Because I think the, the rest of their schedule, they play the Browns twice, they play the Cardinals, and then they play, I think they play the Jets. And I know they play like they play the Ravens one more time, so, so they're going to lose that game at the end of the year. But they might make their way to 8-8. Eight and eight. And I don't know if that's going to be good enough or not, but eight and eight. If they can get, if they can somehow get to eight and eight or nine and seven, they might have a chance. I don't know, man. That is a I'm tough gonna, one. I'm gonna leave it because I think you have to be ten and six, probably, okay. to make the wild card. Yeah. Um, the AFC is a lot easier for wild card to get into this year than the NFC, though. The NFC, I, I think, know. just have some more loaded teams. I mean, ten and six is still hard. Ten and six it, it, is hard. Ten and six is incredibly hard. With that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. They could surprise us, though. I'll say take it. Why not? I'm leaving it. Number two. All right. I had I threw a little college football in here. Okay. Joe Burrow. For anyone that doesn't know, is the quarterback of the of uh, the LSU Tigers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Joe Burrow has officially won the Heisman Trophy with his performance and his defeat of the Alabama Crimson Tide and Tua. Take it. I don't see how anybody else could compare it to what Joe Burrow has done this season. I think they're going to win out the rest of the year. I think they're going to win the SEC championship game. I think they're going to end up winning the national title. Um, I think Joe Burrow has made his claim as a top draft pick next year. Um, the By the way, the quarterback draft class for going into 2020 is absolutely loaded. There are so many different prospects that um, we could see a complete shakeup, and that's why it's relevant to the NFL this year um, because all these different quarterbacks could very well be playing for teams next year. So I'm going to say take it. I think he just – I think he beat Alabama on, on the road in Alabama at Nick Saban's house and just sent them packing. And finally, Alabama has been dethroned, and I don't think Alabama's going to make their way back into the playoff. I'm also going to take it. I think that he performed as well as any quarterback in the NCAA could possibly perform in the situation he was in. And I think he, the biggest moment of the regular season was right there, and he was in it, and he took it, and he won. And so I definitely uh, am going to take it. I think so. Number three. All right. I had to throw some Cowboys in here a little bit for you. Ooh, thank you. Uh, Take it or leave it. The Cowboy fans should feel a little worried right now. All right, all right. They just, just a little worry. Just in the back of their head, there should be a little bit of, oh, okay, because you, we, we might not be, we might not be guaranteed to make the playoffs like we thought we were right. three weeks ago. Because you phrased it like that, and if you had said hit the panic button, I would have said leave it. But because you said there's might be a little bit of doubt creeping up at the back of the head, I'm gonna say mm-hmm. take it because we have a rough schedule the rest of the year, guys. We got, we got to go to Chicago. We got to go to Foxborough. Okay, we still have to go to Philly. By the way, I still think we're going to win that game in Philly. I think that's going to be the deciding game, week 17, who's going to win. But the Cowboys right now, we are we're undefeated in the division. We are 1 and 4 outside of it. This is a problem. This is a big problem. So, we got to find a way to put all the pieces together. The talent's there. The, the, there's no question. We have been improving. Okay, I like our new offensive coordinator. I like what Dak has been doing. We get Zeke going. We figure out some different – we find a way to put it all together and start games hot. We could have won two or three more games easily this year and been sitting at 7-2 and two and not having this conversation. But we got to find a way to start hot. If we don't find a way to start hot, we're going to lose. It, it, it's that simple. 
So I'm also going to take it, and I want to touch up on what you said. You said uh, you brought up their record outside of the division, right? Yeah, one and four. And so I want to compare that to the Kansas City Chiefs real quick. Oh, okay. Because you said earlier you think they're going to make they're going to have to play the wild card, right? You think they're going to be yeah, the division I, winner that has to play in the wild card game? They'll be the four or the three or the four. They'll be one of those. Right. And I think that that is especially going to be bad. Um, if they do end up playing the Patriots or someone like that later on, they're not going to get the home field advantage. Yeah. And I think you need to look at the fact that they are not performing well outside of their division. Inside of their division, they're okay. But outside of the division, like they're 0-3 just against the AFC South, and you should not be 0-3 against the Colts, the Texans, and the Titans. Just right. saying, shouldn't shouldn't happen. Um, Fair enough. Next up, number four. Weirdly, this is the Kansas City Chiefs a little bit, but you brought that up, and then that stat just kind of popped in my head. Um, Perfect segue. The Kansas City Chiefs will not make the AFC Championship. Take it or leave it. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. Um, the Chiefs have uh, – they're struggling on defense this year. Their running game at times looked to be amazing and at times looks to be quite obsolete. Either Damian Williams pops off a 75-yarder and they play incredibly well, and they supplement that with Tyreek Hill deep down the field for 60-plus, or they are as Patrick Mahomes goes. If, if he's popping off and scoring 350 yards a game and four TDs, then they're going to win most games. If he's not and the running game's struggling, that tends to be a little bit harder. I still believe in Andy Reid. I think he's an incredible coach. I think what he's done with that offense is great, but – I think because they're probably not going to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs and will have to go to a Foxborough or will have to go to Baltimore, that's going to make it incredibly tough for them. Um, it's more likely they don't make it than they do. That's why I've taken it. Um, I'm also going to take it. You brought up the the ground game for them. They had 97 they had 97 rushing yards last week compared to 433 uh, air yards. That's more than I thought that they had, 97. I thought they well, had less. They had, they had some runs with the wide receivers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but they uh, they don't like, – like you don't you don't watch them run and you're just like, oh, that was a good run. You right. Know? Like, like that, that doesn't really happen. So they probably had like two good runs the whole game, and the rest of the time it was probably like run two yards. Most of the time, two and a half to three yards a carry, but occasionally he'll pop off for fifteen or twenty. Yeah, and, you know, and it's nothing. Yeah, it's it's not a it's not reliable. Right. And in the playoff game late in the year when you need to be able to run the ball because opposing teams are wore down mm -hmm. and it's cold, and, yeah, and they just they can't do it. Um. So I'm also going to take it. I think yeah. you look at some of the teams that they're going to have to play. Like, if they play the Bills, I think they need to be able to run. Yeah, they I, need still, to be able I still to... think they could beat most teams. I just think that they're going to have to play either Baltimore or New England to get to the AFC Championship game. And if they're playing on the road in the winter up north, I just – I don't know. It's, kind of, it's more of a toss-up right. for me this year than it was last year because they well, won't have like, home-field advantage. Right, my the I don't think they'll make it because <clears throat> they're not good at running the ball and they're not good against the run either. Like we've seen that this week with Derrick Henry, we've seen that against uh, like Jacoby Brissett shredded them. Uh, I think the Texans ran ran the ball a lot on them. Yeah, and so like Lamar Jackson, yeah, would eat them. 
He's going to eat them alive. Yeah, Lamar Jackson played, <laughs> and last time they played, Lamar Jackson played them very, very close. And he's only gotten better as the year's gone on. So it, And so, crazy. And maybe they got to play a Houston team. Maybe they got to play, like, Deshaun Watson or somebody. I, I don't know. Uh, Last thing on take it or leave it. What? I don't even know why we're talking about these guys again. <laughs> the Washington Redskins are correct in making Haskins their official starter for the rest of the year. Okay. That came out this week, and like <laughs> I seen it, and I was like, "Who cares?" Who, who That's cares? what I'm thinking. Um, but I also uh, thought this was another stupid move. So continue. right. I, I I'm probably gonna say leave it because if he's your franchise guy and he's gonna be your starter. You already don't have Trent Williams. That's your own fault. You don't have – the rest of the offensive line is struggling. Sure, name him your starter and throw him into the fire and give him experience. Fine. But what if this is your franchise quarterback and another Alex Smith issue happens and he gets hurt and tore up and you can't count on him for next year? I think you probably conserve him. I, I think they should – Case Keenum should be the starter in Washington uh, for the next year or two. Um, I think he's more than a proven quarterback, and I don't think it's all his fault. I think they're kind of using Dwayne Haskins being the rookie and letting him quote-unquote develop as a scapegoat. So I'm also going to leave it. Um, I don't think you get anything good out of just throwing a rookie in there. Yeah. I haven't seen the Titans get anything good out of it. The, uh, the ex-GM of the Titans, every time he talks about rookie quarterbacks playing – he says that the only things that rookie quarterbacks learn when they're starters, if they like just get thrown into being the starting row, they only learn negative stuff. Because most likely, their team isn't really good because he got drafted really high because they didn't have a quarterback and their team's bad. Yeah. Okay? So all he learns is negative thoughts, negative noise from the outside, the fan base being negative on him and the rest of the team. Right. He learns, he learns losing. He learns uh, pain because he's getting hit all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, interceptions, like, like it's just there's nothing. Yeah. there's nothing good. That maybe comes maybe out. he picks up on the speed of a game a little bit quicker. Okay, cool. But I'm with you. Do you really want to throw your your potential if quarterback being the most position uh, most important position on the field? Do you want to risk your quarterback getting detrimentally hurt for the next two to three years by sticking him out with no offensive line right now? Probably not the best idea. So that does it for Take You or Leave It, Mr. Jackson, your favorite segment. I love I it. I do believe. It's a good time. Um, I will have better questions next week. I apologize no, no, if anyone thought those were garbage. Uh, you know, Dwayne Haskins won maybe. Everything else I really I really did enjoy. Um, <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I really do love the Take It or Leave It segment. You do a lot of work Honestly, to the, help us out. The Washington thing was just like, was just like here's another reason I just think there's, that's a bad organization. Yeah, um, I, I would love, I would put a smile on my face if I woke up tomorrow and they said, Dan Snyder has sold the team to X and X or whatever, and they're bringing in new stuff. That would that would be awesome because I think that's what he's so, doing. I digress. Next thing, up, next thing up, Mr. Jackson, is uh, the recap of our picks from last week. Oh, right. I did so, y'all, I don't know what, I must just, okay, you know, okay, so here's the thing. Before we get into that, I hung out with Casey again this weekend. We watched the, we watched the Cowboy game together. Great time, by the way. He's a good hang. Cool dude. Um, but he was like, I was telling him about my picks. And I was telling him about my fantasy. And he's like, Jackson, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go with conventional wisdom, okay? 
make the smart decision, okay? Saints against the 1-7 Falcons, you pick the Saints, right? Do that and then go do the opposite because obviously that's what's going to happen. Nothing in this world makes sense anymore. (laughs) I don't get it. (laughs) Just do the opposite of what you think you're supposed to do and you'll be fine. So shout out to Casey for that. Um, so to start off with our college games, I'll just recap real quick from last week. LSU defeated Alabama. Uh, Penn State lost to Minnesota, which was super crazy. Insane. Uh, the Chargers lost to the Raiders. The Chiefs lost to the Titans. What? What? I lost the Vikings beat the Cowboys. I called it. And uh, the Seahawks beat the 49ers in an amazing game. And the Panthers lost to the Packers like we thought they would. For those of you that don't so, know, Lucas just did this kind of like frat boy-ish little like snap his fingers and point to the camera like, see, I I called it. Like, frat ooh. boy? No, 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 no. This is a SpongeBob reference. Oh, all right? Okay. There's an episode where he comes out, he, he backs out of the kitchen. He's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that episode. He's like, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hilarious. Okay. Um. Anyways, so there has been a revival in Team Lucas. All right. Team Jackson right, has five suffered and two a this week. Incredible What's loss. Up? Okay. What's up, Mr. Jackson? We are officially tied. We are. 36 went, and 34. I went two and five okay. this week, man. All right. I don't care if I have a negative record at the end of the year as long as I am better than Jackson. And so that's what's happening right now. I'm getting a late season push. Second half of the year is coming. I've evolved. I'm adapting to who's winning and who's losing. Okay. <laughs> and I went five and two last week, baby. And we're going to get this dub. I'll okay. tell you what, Lucas was so excited for this episode of the podcast because he was like, I have evolved, Jackson. I have adapted. I am coming for you. <laughs> All right. So, yes. on to the pickums for Let's this week. Let's get it. Let's get it. I'm going to do better this week. Once again, like I said earlier, the college football rankings are not updated yet, so these might be able to some of y'all when y'all hear them Thursday. It is Tuesday. Um, so, number one, we got uh, number six, Georgia, going to number 11, Auburn. I'm going with Georgia, baby. Book okay. it. Book it. I think they make a case for the SEC championship game. I, um, again, not, a, not don't really know much about college football, but I'm, I'm going to go Georgia. I'm actually going to go Auburn here. I think oh, uh, it's okay. a home game for Auburn. Okay. It is. And I know that I pick a lot of teams winning based on if it's home or not for them. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a big factor in college football. But I do not like Georgia this year as much as everyone else does. And okay. at, when the rankings do come out, Georgia's going to be number four probably because Alabama and Penn State lost. So they would both move down. And then Clemson would move up from five to three. And Georgia would move into four. Yeah. And Alabama would drop down. Okay, anyways. Um, number nine, Oklahoma at number 12, Baylor. Huge game. For the J- playoffs. Jalen Hurts, Oklahoma, book it. All right. Since uh since I did pick Oklahoma to make it, I'm also gonna go with Oklahoma, so that seems logical. It, it does make sense for me <laughs> it to does, for me, It does make sense. Because if they lose to Baylor, then your pick of Oklahoma makes no sense. I want to pick Baylor because I think that'd be awesome. I'd like to see Baylor in there. Little um, little more shake up of the rankings, yeah? Yeah. Uh, onto the NFL games. The Titans don't have a game this week. We're on a bye, which is good because uh, we overcame a lot last week. We had some injuries. You know, Jarrell Casey needs to come back and get healthy. So I'm excited for a bye. That's right. That's Cowboys right. Get back at Lion. Oh, Cowboys for sure. 
All right, Matthew Stafford's been hurt. He's got something going on. If we don't beat the Lions, here's the thing. I said we were going to beat the – I keep going back to this. I said we were going to beat the Jets, okay? I said, I said we were going to beat Sam Darnold, who the week before was in a hospital bed. I, I, I said that. I was wrong, okay? So anything can happen. <laughs> anything can happen here, okay? But I swear for the love of God, if the Cowboys do not win this game, I'm going to lose it, all right? Cowboys. Huge. We're winning by 14. I'm also going to go with the Cowboys. I just don't think the Lions are that great. Although, like they are, they're better than their record, but they're not better than the Cowboys. They shouldn't be, at least. Um, Texans at the Ravens. Huge game. Ravens. Lamar Jackson over Deshaun Watson. I think no J.J. Watt's going to hurt the Texans' defense. And Lamar's playing Uh, absolutely out of his mind at the moment. I'm also going to go with the Ravens. Not because I think they're actually going to win, but because I want them to win. I actually think the Texans are going to win. Oh. But I really, really want the Ravens to win this game. Oh, yeah, so it helps you out in the AFC South. That's right. Right, so I am picking the Ravens. Um, okay, fair enough. Patriots at the Eagles. Uh, Patriots. Patriots all day. Aren't they coming off a bye? They are coming off a bye. Yeah, okay. The pay- time the Patriots are coming off a bye, you pick me a bill check all day. Let's go to England. TB I'm going tw- with them too. TB12, aka the goat. Send the knock the Eagles down a peg for me. Appreciate it. Chiefs at the Chargers. Chiefs. I think Patrick Mahomes and that team, they're a little salty and upset after that loss at Tennessee. Their fans certainly are. Um, so I'm going with the Chiefs. Patty Mahomes. Mahomes. I'm going with the boy. Chiefs too, because I like Mahomes came back this week and it was supposed to be Mahomes and the team are just gonna beat them dog poop out of the titans and mm-hmm. they're a little salty they gotta be um lastly Steelers at the browns Steelers at the browns i'm going cleveland i think cleveland at home i think baker mayfield they, they just won the last game it is a thursday night game and typically uh, we did a study about this a couple weeks ago the home team is heavily favored on a thursday night game right mm-hmm. after a sunday performance i'm going cleveland i'm also gonna go cleveland um, I just think they're better. The record ain't, but I think they are better. Yeah. I just want to say that we picked the same on everything except the Georgia Auburn game. So Do we really? Oh my! It's because I picked first. It's because I pissed for pick first. He just wants to have that <laughs> one over me, so we can say, "Finally, Jackson, I am better." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> no, I, we definitely think a lot. Uh, a lot of like. Most yeah, last week was I mean, weird. Which is why we're tied. You know, we're tied, so. Yeah, that's right. Last week was weird, too. Although, I think the week before that, I had, I had like, one loss, and you had, like, four. It was it was. We're not going to worry about the week before that, Jackson. We're going to worry about the now. Because you know what? The present. The NFL is all about the present. What have you done that's for me lately? That's what you said to me. That's right. It's that's what, what have you, you done. It's a, one, it's a what have you done for me lately league. You are correct. Okay. You are very correct, sir. That is, uh, that's all I got. All right. My wonderful book of wonderful notes. That's right. Uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 14 of the Go For Two podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Go For Two Podcast, also at youtube.com slash Go For Two Podcast. Be sure to watch the video version. It's been hilarious the past couple of weeks. We're having a lot of fun with it. Lucas is getting better at editing every single day. We are, you can also find us and listen to us at everywhere a podcast can be heard on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and pretty much everywhere else, Podbean, etc. 
Uh, be sure to drop a like, subscribe if you have not already, and leave us a comment down in the, se in the comment section below. We will be sure to read your comments out loud. If you have a question, please don't be afraid to uh, tweet at us or field those towards us. We would love to have some fan questions uh, at the beginning of every show, and Casey is dominating that section right now, so if we can have some other people asking more questions, that would be great. Um, Yo, yeah, okay. No, you can't just disrespect our man Casey like that. I'm not We're, disrespecting. Yeah, no, no. Look, look, look. Okay. Um, also, anything else? Maybe some... If anyone if anyone thinks they have a better idea, some ways that we can improve some of this stuff, um, if they think anything else would be better, then that would be great. Oh, yeah. Please feel free. Uh, feel free to leave some criticism. I, we've gotten some before, and we've tried to improve upon that. So anything constructive will be welcome, uh, most assuredly. But, guys, I think that's going to do it from me and Lucas here. I got the studio for the Gopher 2 podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. Bye. Bye. Hey,